This is the Man Up Podcast, the doctor's guide to men's health. Each week on our podcast, we interview the top specialists of the field on various topics in men's health. You have questions that you are too afraid to ask? We have the answers. This week, our episode is titled, Why It's Important to Check Your Balls. I'm Dr. Kevin Chu, and I'm joined as always with my co-host, Dr. Justin Dubin. What's up, Justin? Kevin, how are you? Happy uh, whatever day of the week you're listening to this, probably a Monday, I guess, because that's when we'll be uh, yeah. posting it. Everything good over in Miami right now? Yo, everything is great. How's everything going in Chicago? Excellent. It's cold. It actually snowed, um, but uh, it is also Movember still. As uh, you can important see from month. This, this beautiful mustache that I'm growing here, Dr. Rich has a, a goatee. Yeah. This, this well. has been Kevin. going for uh, two weeks. This is, this is what I got. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with Movember, we already had talked about prostate cancer and, right. uh, and screening in our last episode. So we thought it was very important to talk about another kind of cancer, testicular cancer. Yes. And talking about your balls. So Kevin, why don't you introduce our guest today? Yeah. So we are very, very lucky uh, today to have uh, Dr. Chad Rich. Associate Professor of Urology at the University of Miami. Uh, he was a great mentor to me and uh, Justin, uh, so we're glad to have him on the podcast today. How you doing, Dr. Rich? Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. It's, it's really great to see this podcast doing so well. You guys have had some really good hits. I'm glad to be a part of it, share some knowledge on men's health. All right. What little I know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're like a manly man. The guy's got <laughs> biceps on biceps. We yeah. know it. We've seen it. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, exactly. Let's, uh, <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, Dr. Rich, how common is testicular cancer? Um, and what ages are, are the common ages that men get testicular cancer when we're talking about worrying about whether you have it or not? Yeah, so... You know, thankfully, in general, it's not very common when you look at, you know, most of the other cancers that men can get. You always hear about prostate cancer and so on. But for testicular cancer, when it comes to ages, that's where it's important is that so between the ages of 20 and 34, 20 and 40 years old, it is actually the most common uh, uh, cancer in young men. So that's where it gets a lot of attention is in younger men, basically 20 to 40 years old. And if you look in the U.S. every year, there's probably about... 9,500 cases of testicular cancer diagnosed every year. So, you know, not a huge number, but when you consider the, the population of men 20 to 40, it is the most common. So are there, are there any risk factors for testicular cancer? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, you always think about, you know, what can you do to avoid getting these, these types of cancers? So um, testicular cancer, the only real risk factors right now that we've identified in, in research is family history. So if you're, you know, father had a history of testicular cancer, you're more likely to get it. And then a condition called cryptorchidism. Um, so a lot of viewers might be like, that sounds like a mouthful. What is that? You know, cryptorchidism. Sounds Basically, like a ghost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's uh, it's undescended testis. And even that is like, everybody's like, what's an undescended testis? That doesn't even make sense. Well, Believe it or not, when we're born, you know, your testicles start up in your abdomen and they lower until you're at the right uh, size and weight. And when you're born, both your testicles should be, you know, in the scrotum, in the sac, if you will. So, uh, you know, for some unfortunate um, babies, baby boys, it's, it's not there. And one testicle may actually be higher up and still either in the groin area or in the abdomen. 
And when that happens, you know, that is a risk factor. That's a known risk factor for testicular cancer. So, you know, um, hopefully most people's parents would have told them about this when they were, you know, little and growing up. But just in case you don't know or if your family member was like, oh, yeah, there was something weird with your testicles where it was not there, you know, you should be thinking, okay, that's something I heard on this Man Up podcast that maybe that's a risk factor for testicular cancer. But, but so, the yeah. point is, though, it's important, though, to note for that is, it doesn't have to be up. It could be have been up and then surgically brought down and it's still a risk factor, right? So exactly. that's your point, right? Absolutely. So, but if it is up there, that's even more of a risk factor, actually, potentially Correct. it's a higher risk. Correct. Uh, so that's important though. And I, I think that like a lot of us, I don't, I know personally, I have a lot of friends who have either told me, I guess we, you know, as urologists, a lot of we people- We naturally get these, these questions, things. yeah. Yeah, you know, I've had it like people are like, you know, I had an undescended testicle. Does that mean anything? Or or people I know who have, have confided in me that they've they their family members have had testicular cancer. So it actually comes up more more often than you'd think and and something to definitely be aware of. So it's a great point. Yeah, no, definitely. So, you know, now that we know this information about the risk factors and how common is it, so how often should men be checking their balls every day all day no i'm kidding <laughs> i think every they minute. are for every the minute. most part yeah. right yeah. you mean for testicular cancer in general no so <laughs> the truth is um at a minimum we always tell people when you have a physical exam so when you go to get checked up by your doctor you should be checked every year and they should examine your test you should check your balls. but if you're going to do it you know yourself you know at a minimum i would say two to three times a year, but ideally you check it monthly because, you know, especially if you have uh, risk factors. So again, if you have family history or history of undescended testicle, you should probably be checking it every month. But, you know, in, in general, uh, two or three times a year, you probably are okay. And, and so if I'm, obviously we're doctors, we know how to check balls appropriately. Yeah. Um, that's, that's in the, it's in the job description for us. <laughs> but if, uh, if, you know, you're at home and you want to do this exam on yourself. What's the best way to do it? And, and, and what are yeah. some signs that it may be normal, maybe abnormal? Yeah. So obviously the easiest time is when you're in the shower. Okay. So you're relaxed, you're showering, water's warm, your scrotum is relaxed. You can actually get a feel of things pretty good. Probably not the best time to check it. If you're living in Chicago, like Justin, you are in the, uh, <laughs> sub-zero <laughs> weather when you've just come home from being outside <laughs> probably gonna be hard to check it so so you want to check it when it's nice and relaxed warm you can um basically you get the uh the testicle between the thumb and forefinger and you gently roll in between and what you're what you're looking for is something that's hard actually like a like a pebble almost like a hard like a rock that you can feel um a lot of my patients will come you know with a concern about testicular cancer and they say oh i felt something weird and you examine them and they, there's a whole list of things that men can feel that are not actually testicular cancer so like you feel it, there's a cap on top of the testicle called the epididymis and it transports sperm you'll feel that it's kind of like a, a very you know soft pliable lump if you will um that's a normal thing that's not like a tumor but a lot of men feel it and they think that that's something abnormal so that's usually just the epididymis then sometimes people actually have things like ingrown hairs and they're worried and they feel like in the actual skin so a big difference is that this is in the testicle itself um, now separate and aside yes you can have tumors that arise outside of the testicle which is very very rare but 
testicular tumors arise in the testicle. So the, uh, the thing you're feeling for is again, a hard lump within the testicle itself that should be soft and squishy. Um, sometimes people can have fluid around the testicle. And while that may not be a testicular cancer, sometimes it can actually be a reactive thing that can be an early sign of testicular cancer. So that's something that should should prompt a checkup with a physician as well. So let's so, so basically let's, I'm just gonna I just want to summarize that for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. So basically you do an exam when you can, warm water. Um, finger between your thumb and your your pointer finger and uh, your testicle between your your thumb and your your uh, pointer finger right, right. warm weather anything hard abnormal inside the testicle you want to go talk to your doctor obviously there's some other things that you may feel your testicle maybe is filled with there's a fluid sack around it that you can't even grab your testicle that's still worth going and talking to your doctor about is that correct Yeah. All right. And uh, so, you know, let's say Dr. Rich, I, you know, go to the doctor and they, they take a touch of it and they're like, no, this, this, this is something worrisome. What's next? What, what should I expect? So the thing you got to look out, so look out for is let's say you get the exam and it's abnormal. You feel something hard. Now you want to go to a physician and you need to get a test to get checked. So the, the best test is usually an ultrasound, a scrotal ultrasound is what we typically do. So that actually gives you, you know, um, anatomic information about what's there. You, you will actually see a lump or you may see some abnormal blood flow in a particular area. Um, there's other tests you can get, but these would be kind of premature. You don't want to check this stuff until you have the scrotal ultrasound as the first thing. Uh, and obviously a physical exam. So the doctor is going to physically confirm what's there right. before they get an ultrasound. Um, so, you know, there's blood tests that you can actually get for testicular cancer. They're called tumor markers, um, AFP, HCG, LDH. They're just acronyms for specific markers that are produced from some of these tumors. Um, but you, again, would not get those markers. Your first step would be a physical exam and then getting an ultrasound from a, from a physician. Awesome. Um, okay. So you, for unfortunate reasons, someone gets the ultrasound, they get the exam and their markers are back, they're positive, And it, you're really concerned of testicular cancer. Like what's the next steps? How do we treat testicular cancer? And I know this could be a long answer, but give us like yeah. a general summary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, basically, the majority of testicular cancers are are very curable and most of them the only treatment you need is a procedure called an orchiectomy that's basically where you remove the testicle now everybody be like well i don't want to remove my testicle that that sounds crazy i just take a part of it and leave the rest inside but you know unfortunately you want a complete resection if there is a testicular cancer there um the surgery itself takes probably about an hour and it's an incision that's in the groin and the testicle, the entire testicle is removed and sent off for analysis. And that's how you confirm that there's testicular cancer. Now, fortunately, uh, over probably about 95% of patients will be cured from that alone. So, you know, it's essentially orchiectomy, cure, and then you're on surveillance. So there's no, usually no chemo or other additional surgeries involved. And like with every other cancer, yes, they're very rare advanced cases and you may need you know, chemo or bigger surgeries and these things, but that is by far the least common outcome for testicular cancer. So 
Again, it's a testicle removal or chiectomy and uh, observation. All right. So that's, that's good news. That, that's important for our listeners. Look, you, you detect it. You really check your balls often. If you catch it, if you happen to be unfortunate, able to catch it early on, there's a treatment for it and, you know, fairly good uh, survival rates from it. And also, uh, for our listeners, there's also the option of getting a prosthesis place, which we've That's done with Dr. Point. Rich, you know, uh, so <laughs> uh, aesthetically and cosmetically, it'll still look uh, like, you know, it was before. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like it, too. We can, oh, yeah. We can, we can confirm that as well. <laughs> yeah. It's... You, you explain to like patients, you know, it's very similar to women who have breast implants, you know, it's a saline implant and yeah. it's, it's meant to feel natural. Um, the interesting thing is with men, the first thing they always ask when they, when you tell them, listen, I'm going to put a prosthesis in and they're like, well, what size are you going to use? <laughs> and of course, it's natural. Well, what size do you want? Nobody wants a smaller one or maybe they do, <laughs> but, uh, but it can be sized appropriately to right. match as closely as possible to, to your, you know, other ball. <laughs> there you go <laughs> we're here to cosmetically please as well absolutely right. <laughs> all right so you told us about the survival rates um and the treatment options but the one thing you know kevin and i obviously were fertility guys the one question uh really is should we worry about fertility are men with one testicle uh should we they be banking before they have the surgery should they be banking before yeah. they have treatment what are what are the options here and what do you usually recommend yeah well, as you as you guys know i mean i always advocate for sperm banking before this procedure right because again you know this can lead to other paths of treatment, you know, where that may affect your fertility in the future. Right. So when we say sperm banking, we're also thinking about the future, not just today. So even if your other testicle is working perfectly fine, your sperm quality is great, which thankfully most men's, even with the one testicle will be pretty good still. You have to think about what if you need chemotherapy or what if you need radiation, how is that gonna affect your fertility? So absolutely everybody should consider sperm banking um, before undergoing their, their orchiectomy or their treatment. And th there's a few patients who unfortunately may miss the, the boat for the sperm banking and they have the, the orchiectomy done first. They can still do it afterwards, you know, with the normal contralateral testes, right? So they should right. be able to do that again in the event that they need some other treatment. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the other thing is testosterone production. You guys are the gurus at, the, uh, at this, but as you know, you know, a lot of men are concerned about having low testosterone. So I will also check a testosterone sometimes just to set a baseline and then see what it is afterwards and then send them to one of you guys as an expert to, to discuss it if it turns out that when we remove that testicle, it's low. Yeah, absolutely. Everything that you said is uh, we 100% agree with. I think the thing, the reassuring thing about testicles is you do have two of them, right? So, yeah. you know, most of the time having one testicle removed should not compromise your fertility. It should not compromise your testosterone levels. But the one issue is that, you know, uh, cancer itself can have this pathological inflammatory process within the body, which can like temporarily at least potentially compromise your fertility and your semen parameters. So obviously the sooner you have an uh, opportunity to evaluate your semen concentrations and your sperm, that if you need to bank, obviously the better. But you know, like you said, typically it's not an issue unless you have to pr move on to something more right. invasive, uh, chemotherapy, bigger surgeries. 
um yeah i don't know kev any other questions no i think we got uh, a lot of good information here you know you know, Justin, me and you, we look at the numbers from our show. We know a lot of our listeners are between the ages of 20 and 40 years old. So yeah. this is important stuff. Check your balls, you know. That's right. Check in, your in balls. The, in, in warm, you know, you know, warm showers. <laughs> First That's off, right. I, I mean, who's taking a cold shower? It's just terrible. <laughs> hey, no, no judgments around here, Justin. No ju- <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks right. again a lot, Dr. Rich. This was really great. Yeah. Uh, learned a lot. And like we said, this is very important information for 20 to 40 year old men to really know, especially in November, uh, Men's Health Month. So thanks for coming on. And I'm sure we'll, we'll definitely have you on to talk about some other topics Absolutely. in the future. Um, Anytime. Awesome. My so pleasure. for all our listeners, thanks for listening. As always, uh, you can find us, uh, download uh, us on uh, all podcasting apps, including Spotify, iTunes. Uh, you can also listen to us on and watch us on YouTube. So feel free to subscribe to that. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. So TikTok. Uh, follow us on all the platforms. If you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out to Kevin or I on our social media platforms. Otherwise, from Kevin and Dr. Rich, thanks for listening. Until next time, have a good one. Take care.